are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Monday, December 20th, 2021. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez. Joined as always by my co-host Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E. G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11 that's C-P-A-T-1-1 be sure to also check out our Patreon where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week friendly reminder that Locked On Mariners along with the rest of the Locked On MLB network is now on a three shows a week schedule until mid-February so if you still want to hear from us five times a week Be sure to visit patreon.com forward slash control zone and subscribe so you can get the two shows we post every week on there. Those will be coming on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Meanwhile, we'll be dropping episodes of Locked On Mariners every Monday, Wednesday and Friday for you. And on today's show, it is Mailbag Monday. You submitted questions to us via Twitter and email. And remember, you can email us at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com. And before we get into these questions... A moment of silence here for Colby Patnode, who lost Jake Bowers to the Cincinnati Reds today. I'm sorry, buddy. The Bowers Rangers run was short, but it will never be forgotten. And um, I wish him luck in Cincinnati. I'm sure he's actually going to hit pretty well there. Uh, But uh, yeah, Bower Rangers for life, baby. And hey, maybe when the Mariners trade for Sonny Gray, Jake Bowers will be included in that deal. I mean... Never stop Probably believing. not. Probably not. Never but stop of course believing, Colby. No, of course he's going to come back. That's what Jerry does. He gives guys the tools exactly. to fix themselves. Then he trades them away or he, they go elsewhere. They get better mm-hmm. because the Mariners player development is hashtag good. And then Jerry mm-hmm. re- reacquires them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's going to happen. Exactly. So deal with he's it. He's playing 4D chess, guys. He's playing mm-hmm. 4D chess. So. Let's get into these questions, and if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. So let's start with Curtis Christensen here at Courtesy Baseball. That's a pretty simple question of how would we rank the group of Connor Phillips, Levi Stout, Matt Brash, Brandon Williamson, and Emerson Hancock? So pretty much the top pitching prospects in the Mariners farm system outside of George Kirby. Colby, you want to kick things off? Sure. Um, for me, number one is still Emerson Hancock. I know Ty will disagree. Um, it just feels like mm-hmm. to me, if if Hancock had pitched a, maybe not a full season, but more than 45 innings or whatever it ended up being, he would be the no-brainer here. This is still like a legitimate number one upside. So yeah. um, it, it's to me, he's still number one. Um, then it kind of gets interesting. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Brash at two. But I think Williamson is is right there nipping on his heels. So I'll go Hancock, Brash, Williamson. Uh, for me, Phillips just carries more upside. Stout is the safer yeah. pick, but I'm going to go with upside. So for me, it goes Hancock, Brash, Williamson, Phillips, Stout. Okay. Yeah, I think uh, I'm going to go Brash just because of the year that he just had in contrast to Hancock. But I totally agree with you, right? The, the number one upside of, of Hancock is undeniable here. Really, it's just kind of the the 
you know, the, the arm concerns um, of the past year, which probably aren't really that big. Uh, but the fact that he hasn't been able to pitch a ton uh, since being drafted, it's a little concerning, but the upside is just incredible. But I'm going to go with Brash because he is just so fun right now. Um, has the best pitch in arguably all of minor league baseball right now. So I'm going to go Brash one. Hancock to Williamson, a very close three, even though that I, I think there's a pretty, you know, considerable divide uh, between him and Hancock. I still think that Williamson is really starting to push his way into that tier. And uh, I'm going to go Phillips four for the same reasons that you said. Levi Stout five. Stout, I don't know. I, I'm not as high on Stout as maybe you are, Colby. I, I feel like Stout might end up being a reliever. Um which I, I know is is wild for me to say when I have Matt Brash number one here, but uh, but sure. I, I I I don't know I, I I believe in Matt Brash more, and also Matt Brash is just more fun. Sorry, I, <laughs> I think Levi Stout is is a a number four um, mm. with a little bit more upside. I think he could be a mid rotation guy. We've heard the velocity can tick up a little bit, so ultimately though, I think he's got enough pitches that he's a four or five. But is there a case where he helps you more as a you know, high leverage reliever where the velocity jumps up and maybe the slider gets a little bit, you know, extra crispy, let's say. Uh, sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, the beauty of, of those five, though, is that it's, you know, you can make a strong argument. They're all top 10 prospects in a good system, in a good Mariner mm-hmm. system. Um, oh, yeah. It sounds like you're, you're not quite there with Stout, but to me, if this was your five through, uh, you know, your five through 10, mm-hmm. I, I, I would totally agree. And you could put them pretty much in any order. I think, I think though Hancock or Brash has to be one. And then the other one probably should be two. Uh, mm-hmm. But Williamson is, is a really good prospect that uh, yeah. we're probably Stout, not. Stout is about pretty close to the top 10 for me. I think he would probably be 12 or 13. I, um, I think I have Stout yeah. somewhere in that range too. And Phillips is probably nine or 10 right around there. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah. yeah, big year yep. for the big year for, for uh, Phillips. So, so keep an eye on him. Yeah, Phillips is a lot of fun. I, I really yeah. uh, enjoyed what I, you know, the limited amount of time that I saw of him this year. Uh, he he's really fun. Um, all of these yeah. guys are really fun. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a very exciting group. By the way, next time you ask this question, I would throw Adam Mako in there as well because Adam yes. Mako is uh, criminally underrated. I would say yes. I think the Mariners love him. Like, mm-hmm. like they view him as one of their top guys, not one of their top 10, one of their top like guys. So, yeah. but I could be wrong. And that's, that's speculation, but uh, yeah, watch Phillips mm-hmm. this year. If he takes a step forward with his command, he could be on the fast track to the big leagues because the stuff is legitimate. Let's move on here and do some over unders with uh, Daisy and the dingo at Daisy's dingo on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, who uh, listed the uh, Mariners 2022 steamer projections for F4 and uh, wants us to take uh, the over-under on each. So let's just go uh, quickly here. Kelnick, 1.6. I'm going to go over, actually, on this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know that there isn't like a, a ton to base that off of because Kelnick was bad for most of 2021. But his September was really encouraging to me, and I think he's going to be pretty dang good next year. Um, nothing I to mean, really base that off of. That's just kind of tie the fan talking there. Sure. Think about how bad he was last year, and remember mm-hmm. that Steamer takes that into account with its projections. Yeah. And he's still you know a fringe everyday player. 
that's that's mm-hmm. a pretty good sign. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna take the over. I think he'll be around two, so not significantly mm-hmm. over, but I think two. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mitch Haniger, two point three. I'm also gonna take the over on this. Uh, slight over. I think he'll yeah. at the very least be two and a half. I think so too, but this one's pretty close because of the defense and and you know if he's yep. even if he's a full time DH, that's still like. They still count defense. That's going to eat into his war somehow. quite a bit. I mean, yeah, we've talked so. about it with Nelson Cruz and how Nelson Cruz is kind of just a mid-tier guy when it comes to F4, but you know, yeah. he's one of the best hitters in the league. Yeah. Right. It's it's one of those it's one of the ways F4 is flawed a little bit. Um or mm-hmm. B war too. I mean, not just F4, but all war. Uh, yeah. I'll take the over, mm-hmm. but I think it's probably closer to like I can't imagine it gets much higher than 3. I think that mm-hmm. feels like a ceiling for him, but who knows. Yeah. Uh, Adam Frazier, two wins. I'm going to take the over as well. I mean, the guy is coming off of a 4-1 season or near 4-1 season. I, I don't think he's going to get there, but I think he brings so much defensive value. And offensively, even if he regresses from where he was for most of 2021, I still think that he's got two and a half wins in his pocket. Um, This one's this one's close because mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to get enough time to qualify. Um, sure. he's he's going to play a lot don't get me wrong but is he going to mm-hmm. get like you know could he be like a three win player but he only plays 100 games so he's 1.8 win player yeah I could see that um, so like I, th- I think this is a very fair projection for him but um, I'll, I'll take over but slight like I want to say push but that's not an option so I guess I'll take over Mm-hmm. All right, so uh, JP Crawford three wins. I'm gonna go. Ooh, I'm gonna go slightly under actually, because um, I am a bit worried about his bat regressing, and if it does regress at all from where it was this year, uh, that that could be a, a potential problem. Uh, also, you know, he's not. He might not be in as many high leverage situations. He's not going to get as many as at bats or plate appearances rather. Um, if he's pushed down the lineup where he probably should be nine. So I would say he probably ends up being a two and a half one player this year. Let me take the over JP okay. four win player. Book it. Nice. Good. All right. Ty France, <laughs> 2.8 F4. Uh, obviously F4 is not, it doesn't really care about first base defense. So yeah. Can't really take that into account, even though that he was damn near elite there this year. Um, but he's a fantastic hitter and probably has even more in the tank on that front. So I'm going to go over. Yeah, slightly. I, I don't think he's going to be a four one player, but I think he's going to be somewhere in the three range. I think when you and I sit down and talk about Ty France, we're going to talk about him as like a four win player. But I think his overall F4 is going to be lower just because yeah. first base defense like means nothing. To, to the war formula like Matt Olson is considered below average by the war formula and that's like that's that's not true so yeah, yeah I'll so 2.8 uh, I'll take the over but it's it's not going to be significantly over just because of the defense so this one is interesting Chris Flexen 1.6 F4 <sighs> uh, that one's that one's really really tough because you could see the regression possibly happening here yeah I hmm. I'm going to take the under Ooh, but I, I could damn. be dead wrong about that. Like I could totally see Chris Flexen popping off and being like a three win pitcher this year. Honestly, though, like when it comes to pitchers, you you kind of have to be not good to be sub one and a half wins. Because like mm-hmm. pitchers accumulate F4 
pretty, you know, steady. Like even if they're not fantastic, like they still end up getting to about one sure. or four if they're just not absolutely abysmal. You know what I mean? I mean, if they make twenty five starts, so, just yeah. But if you make twenty five starts, you're probably going to be a one one pitcher at least. You think Flexen's going to stick in the rotation all year? Because I kind of don't. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the question here. Um, yeah, I. I'm just. I'm gonna say over, but not by much. Okay, three win guy last year by F four, for the record. Yeah, I'm gonna say he's like a one point eight, potentially. Okay, but yeah. number five starter. Uh, sure. Yeah, uh, Marco, one point five over. Absolutely over. Yeah, I'm hammering Easiest the one. over on that. Yeah, Easiest yep. one. Abraham Toro, 2.4. This Under. one's pretty interesting as well. Yeah. Um, I'd say he's a 2 Wars and accum- Yeah, and war is an accumulation stat, so you need plate appearances, and if Toro's only going to get 400 plate appearances, it's going to be very hard for him. Plus, he's going to play all over the place, so he's probably mm-hmm. going to have to play some second, which is going to hurt his war. It's, it's under for me. Uh, still a very useful okay. player, but two and a half wins is like that's a 600 plate appearance type of guy and i don't know if i'm ready yep. to call him that yet all right and then real quick because we're short on time uh logan gilbert 1.8 over yeah i'm i'm hammering the over on logan gilbert i think he's uh i think you replace like let's say that flex and regresses i think logan gilbert at least replaces that um i that think value. gilbert's i think gilbert's a three-win pitcher at least this year yep and then Robbie Ray, 3.6 F4. It's kind of a big mark. Yeah. I think he's closer to three um, than he is four. So I'll go under. Yeah, I'm going to go slightly under. I think he ends up being like 3.3, 3.4, something like that. So slightly yep. under. Still. All right. So that is, and like you said, yeah, still, uh, you know, he's still going to be good. very good. That's still, <laughs> still a very good mark. Yes. But yeah. Uh, so we are going to get into more questions in just a moment, but real quick, a reminder, this episode of lockdown Mariners is brought to you by built bar this holiday season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, even better than a candy bar built bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor covered in chocolate, but amazingly low in calories, sugar, net carbs, and fat and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel you need to bust down those small doors and battle all the holiday shoppers. Or if you're just standing in endless shopping lines, Built Bar can give you that extra something to keep you going. So throw one in your jacket or purse. You never know when you're going to need it. Your friends with Santa will tell Santa to throw some Built Bars in those stockings. With so many flavors, they make anyone's Christmas morning a happy one. Like some of those marshmallowy treats around the holidays, you need to get your hands on Built Bar Puffs. They're light, fluffy, and marshmallowy through and through. Different flavors all covered in chocolate taste so good you won't believe that they're filled with protein go to build.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your order at built.com you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every day we greatly appreciate the support let's get into some questions that were submitted via email to us and again remember you can email us at locked on at gmail.com this comes from Adam, who asked three non-Mariners questions, but about baseball in general. We're going to answer a couple of them 
because uh, we still have some other questions to get to on on today's show. So not going to get to every single one of them, but let's get to a couple of these. The first one being, do the chances of Ronald Acuna Jr. being traded in the next few years become non-zero now since the Braves made the playoffs and won a championship without him? I'm not saying anything more than a percent or so, but would the Braves at least now field calls for him when last season they most likely wouldn't have even picked up the phone? Colby? No. He's just so good. You know, he's he's and an he's MVP cheap. caliber type player and you yeah, and he's cheap like you you mentioned as well because he signed that extension um that you know has been incredibly uh friendly for the Braves. Uh but yeah, why why would they trade him? I I know that they ended up winning a championship without him, but I mean it's a little he, fluky for being honest. He was worth and, four uh, wins in half a season. He just turned 24 two days ago. Yeah. Not yeah. going anywhere. He's nope. he's zero. Yeah, he's a fantastic asset. It's a fantastic mm-hmm. asset. You don't just get rid of that. Nope. Um, the other question is, how many untouchable players do you think there are in uh, Major League Baseball right now? Ooh. Uh, I know some schools of thought think every player uh, can be traded for the right price, while, while others think Agreed. there are some players that could never be traded. So, um, I mean, so so we're talking about untouchable, not untradeable, because those are yes. two very different things here. <laughs> untouchable, yes. I think Ronald Acuna is one of those guys. Um, Here's the deal. I don't believe untouchable, um, because I believe there is enough for any one player. Uh, But there are players who are like in a different stratosphere to where it's like, it just doesn't even make sense for the team trying to acquire him to give up Mm -hmm. that much. You know what I mean? And yeah, Acuna is one of them. Juan Soto, probably another one. Yeah. Juan Soto. Yep. Uh, I would say Otani, but mm, two years left, the angels, they struggle. Think about what they could get for, for Otani for a year and a half of Otani or a year of Otani even Mm -hmm. like, Mm-hmm. Mike Trout might be more in the untradeable, as weird as that is. A lot of money, injuries starting to pile up. I mean, eh, he might be untradeable more than untouchable. But um, sure. I'm, yeah, um, I'm trying Tatis, to think just off Tatis the top Jr. of my head. Yeah. And for, and for you, Colby, uh, Luis Torrens falls into this category as well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, uh, the dude is the best DH in baseball. I mean, he is the best DH in Mariners history, not named Edgar Martinez. That's right. Better yeah, than it's Nelson a, it's a good thing that you added that qualifier there. <laughs> I would I would never disrespect Edgar like that. Um, yeah, you know, so anybody with like less than two years, I don't think is, you know, falls in either category. Um, so you have mm. to be Soto... Vlad Jr. Yeah, yeah. I feel pretty yeah, I feel, I feel pretty good. Mm, no. Yeah. I'm not saying they're going to anytime soon, but I think they will. No, no, no. But I but I think you would at a certain point. I think Vlad Jr. though is just such a you know an yeah, amazing would, talent at the plate. Sure. Is Vlad Soto, Acuna, Tatis Jr., you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Borderline. Mm-hmm. Um, we're probably forgetting that, someone maybe I don't know oh I'm sure we're forgetting uh, probably Wander Franco oh yeah 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 so uh, appreciate the questions uh, Adam 
Uh, let's uh, move back to Twitter here for one last question before we uh, hop on over to our next segment from famous Jameis, who uh, wants us to spread the love on this uh, during this holiday season. If you guys had to say one nice thing about each other, what would you say? Colby, I'll let you start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I see. So then you could pick of the many nice things to say about me based on what I say about you. Um, <laughs> I'll say he, this. You are very, very passionate. I am. Yes. Uh, I can't say the same about you. Um, <laughs> a lot of times you could take or leave what we're doing. Um, you are the only person I know who has played Super Smash Bros against DJ Fluker. So that's true. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, uh, he lives in Canada. I mean, like, sure. I mean, these are more just facts than like nice. Well, things. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of tough because we, we never met. So it's, you know, like in person. So um, that's true. That's true. We're going to have to change that soon. We well, that's, that's kind of on baby. you at this point. That's right. Yes, yes, um, yes, yes. No, but uh, seriously, Ty is is uh, one of the things Ty is pretty consistently passionate about is uh, building a community of, uh, you know, really anything. But in, in our case, sports fans and, and having it try try to be a, a positive place more so than than other places. And Ty's always on top of that. And he always, uh, you know, he always checks uh, checks me mostly <laughs> when things start to go a little too negative. And, and uh, you know, he's just uh, always trying to, to, you know, steer things to the positive. Um, even when steering things to the positive is getting me off a topic by mentioning something that he knows I hate so that I'll go on a rant about it and we can just kind of leave the other topic behind. I know you do that and I appreciate it. So thank you. I, I also like to poke the bear a little bit. <laughs> yes, that's true. Very antagonistic, which sometimes create good content. So yeah. Look, I, you know, I, I just, I do what I can. You are a fantastic ranter as well. Um, just going off of what we're talking about. So yes, you, uh, you create great content. Uh, <laughs> so there, I said a couple nice things about you. How about that? Ty's See, family lives in New Mexico. Like that's cool. These are more, these are more just facts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. All right. We are running married. today, by the way. Yeah, that's oh. true. I am married. There, there, there's proof that actually someone stood me enough to, uh, to actually want to try to live their entire life with me. Um, we should uh, nominate her for sainthood. <laughs> exactly. All right. So we're running late today. So uh, let's talk about Bet Online real quick, and then we're going to answer more questions. Bet Online has you covered all season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march to the playoffs. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to our new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON, that's L O C K E D O N, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 20. 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. All right, Colby, you know what time it is. Lightning round. You ready? I'll try. You know, I've been adding sound effects when I, whenever I say <laughs> lightning round. By the way, 
I have not picked up. <laughs> I, have on like that. A, okay. I, I don't know if you uh, obviously you haven't listened to the last couple episodes where we've done that, but I have like a little lightning strike, you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. So uh, maybe I should add some voice effects too when I say oh. lightning round. It's like lightning round, round, round. There you round. go. I'm too That's the other thing. for that though. Ty is very <laughs> creative, at least much more than me. So there you go. When I want to be. I mean, sometimes you'll ask me to do shirts and stuff, and I'm just like. Still waiting on the Viva Lofron shirt, but okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when motivated, Ty is very creative. Anyways, right, so now around. it's time for us to be mean to each other because Eli Sellers wants to know which of us was a cuter child. Uh, like what? What age are we talking about, child? Because when I was like three, four, five, I had a mullet. So good luck topping that. Um, <laughs> I also had very chubby cheeks. So, yeah, I had very chubby so. cheeks too. Mm, I, uh, I still say me. Yeah, no, does this I, feel uh, like a question that they should decide? Like. Oh. yeah it feels like like yeah we can't really speak for ourselves here plus you, you you know you need to see like pictures and whatnot like yeah ty and i have never seen i've never pictures. seen a picture of colby when he was a child he's never seen yeah. a picture of me when i was a child exactly so yeah so yeah it feels like but something maybe for cut, a live stream so that's that's kind of gross <laughs> yeah um I, I will say this though i feel like i kind of looked like daniel radcliffe and and sorcerer stone for a little while yeah okay just it's, a little bit just a little bit not like full-on but like i i feel like i kind of had that look so interesting yeah. when i was four i looked like john stamos so top that <laughs> i'm joking just the mullet part um yeah i a don't think we can actually like john stamos <laughs> <laughs> i mean i don't know john stamos is a good looking guy but yeah if you look like that at four like eh. yeah <laughs> yeah so we need we need more parameters but I had a mullet. Ty had a bowl cut. So which do you prefer? There you go. There you go. That's the question that we should be pondering here. It's All true. right. So MJFB80 at MJFB80 wants to know, one year from today, who would your uh, guys' top five Mariners prospects be when, when factoring in promotions, trades, international signings, draft, et cetera? Right now, I would assume it would be in no particular order. Julio Marte, Marte uh, Kirby, Ford, Hancock, slash Brash. Uh, so we were talking about this before the show, and and Julio is probably going to graduate by then. Um, Kirby as well, probably also Brash. So um, we also there's like some gray area with Felton Celestine, who's the uh, top international prospect that they're supposed to be signing for the 2023. Uh, j2 signing period but we don't know when that's exactly going to happen there's some reports that say it might be september there's some other reports that say that it's going to be in january so we're not sure on that so assuming that celestine is not in that group uh they are going to be signing lazaro montez soon uh so we know that so he's probably going to be in there noel v of course harry ford emerson hancock there's one more though who do you think that would be colby feels like by default, Brandon Williamson, if he doesn't graduate, um, but I'll throw he might Connor also Phillips graduate though. Yeah, there's a good chance. There's a good chance, which is all very good. But uh, probably throw Connor Phillips in there if, if he mm-hmm. if he can have even average command this year, mm-hmm. he's going to rock it up a lot of people's boards. He's his stuff is very very good. So for me, it's it's Sneaky probably and yeah. We talked about him earlier, Adam Mako. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, another sneaky pick, Milcar Perez. Yeah. 
Uh, I feel like the Mariners absolutely love Milcar Perez and, and the quality of his at-bats ranked in the top five across all of minor league baseball. That's according to Prospects Live. He uses bat at ball data and strike zone judgment and you know all that stuff to kind of create like most quality at bats. And I believe Milcar Perez was number two behind Adley Rutschman, if I'm remembering cor- correctly. So yeah, watch for mm-hmm. Milcar to take a big jump too. But uh, yeah, it, it's probably going to be in some order. Noel V, Hancock, Ford, uh, Montez, and then I'll say Phillips, but there's like four or five guys I think you can reasonably put. And that's we didn't even count some of Gonzalez. I mean, we don't know Al- who they're going to take Rodriguez. in the draft. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah. We don't even know who they're going to take in the draft, but there's a decent chance he's the number five guy. But the fact that we're not True. sitting here definitively saying that he's absolutely going to be in the top five, that means your farm system's in a very, very good place. Well, and that's also kind of a later pick, right? In the first round, it's going to be twentieth, twenty. Yeah. So where George Kirby was taken. So true. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, but still always possible, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. I, mean, I, I Harry Ford yeah. wasn't taken, wasn't in the top five of the Mariners farm system when he was drafted. Yeah. And Harry Ford was to me a top five player in that draft. So mm-hmm. good stuff. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the farm is in a great spot right now. So, uh, thank you for the question. Let's move on to Nat Lang at Nat Lang 34. How will the Mariners incorporate Matt Brash, Brandon Williamson, and George Kirby into the rotation next season as injury p- replacements, or could they supplant Flexen or Gonzalez? So I think really, yes. I, I don't think Marco is ever going to get su- supplanted unless he's just absolutely abysmal, which I don't think is going to be the case. Flexen, obviously that's a little more, you you know, you can wrap your head around that. Um because you know the the league now has a full book on him, we'll we'll see how he you know, responds to that, how the league responds to him this year. Um, but overall, you know, look, um, all all of the above, really, to answer your question. But you know, injuries are going to happen. There's going to be ways that all of these guys get opportunities over the course of the season because that's just how it happens. That's how that's how it happens for every for all thirty teams, really, unless they're just incredibly incredibly lucky. But pitcher injuries always happen. Things happen, especially in COVID times, right? You could have a positive case when that someone has to get called up and make a start. Um, so there's all these things that could happen. So uh, I'm not really concerned with how those three guys are going to end up getting uh, innings this year. I think it it's is, just going to naturally happen. Yes, it is a non-factor. They're going to get starts. They're going to get innings out of the bullpen. Like, however they have to do it, they'll do it. Um, and maybe Brash and Williamson don't make any starts and they just pitch out of the bullpen in, in July and August and September. Fine. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but the yeah. overwhelming odds are injuries are going to be the way, way that these guys replace others. So, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, don't worry about it. It's not an issue. All right. So we're not going to be able to get to every question today, but let's, uh, let's answer one more, uh, from Bo Stansfield at Bo underscore Stansfield. I'm confused as to why seemingly everyone thinks Adam Frazier is our utility guy. I realize historically utility players are undervalued, but he's a four or more pitcher or player rather at a position we have a need at. Why not just make him a second baseman and get his bat in the lineup that way? Uh, yeah, no, I, I think really it's just, um, you know, you would like him to be your utility guy because that means that you're just deeper naturally. And that, and that doesn't mean that he's not going to get into the lineup every day. Like he can still get into the lineup almost every single day as a utility guy, whether he's playing left field, whether he's playing second base, what have you, you'd like to do better. 
you know, and just in terms of, uh, you know, if you can get a Trevor story and maybe add a Matt Chapman or a Chris Bryant or whoever, if you're able to do that, then great. But if not, then yeah, Adam Frazier is totally fine. If he's your starting second baseman, that works as long as you're, you know, making up for the lack of power elsewhere, uh, you know, in another position. Uh, as long as you're, you know, you're still getting better, you're still getting deeper, you're adding those impact players that you claim that you want to be adding. As long as you're doing that, then however that shakes out is fine. So, yeah, Adam Frazier being the starting second baseman, totally fine. If Adam Frazier is like kind of in a way you're starting left fielder by the end of it, that's fine too. If he's your super utility, that's fantastic because that says a lot about where your roster is. And it means that your roster is pretty pretty dang deep at that point if Adam Frazier is your, your utility guy. So that would be my preference because it just it means that the Mariners are really good. But um, yeah. yeah, if he's the second baseman, then fine. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Hey, if if Ty, imagine if your lineup was so good that Ty France was a bench guy. Yeah. Like you're going to complain about that? No, you're going to be happy about that. Um, but if Ty France has to be hit in the middle of your lineup and he has to play first base, are you sad about that? No, you're perfectly happy with that. So Frazier is kind of the same thing to you know a lesser extent. Like if he's your everyday second baseman and he's in the lineup every day, great, it's a good player. If he's your bench guy. Or if he's your utility guy who plays 100 games a year and he, he plays, you know, not, you know, 80 at second base and 10 at third and, and 10 at shortstop. And I don't know, maybe he gets 15 in the outfield and he plays 115 times a year. Even better. Like, mm-hmm. it's just fine. So this is going to come down to you don't let Adam Frazier stop you from getting Trevor Story or Chris Bryan or, or Matt Chapman. Um, yeah, but it does allow you not to overpay for those guys because, hey, you know what? We have a perfectly good viable option right here. So, yeah, uh, exactly. yeah it just if he is if, if Adam Frazier, if the Mariners in the season or in the offseason and Adam Frazier is the opening day second baseman with no real competition, the Mariners still could have had a very good offseason. Just yep. keep that in mind. Yeah, it's it's good for leverage and it's good for security as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and like I said, you know, if he's your utility player, I mean, you, you did pretty well for yourself this offseason. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't think it's an assumption that needs to be made or that should be made that he's the utility guy. But if he is the utility guy, that should be very exciting for folks. Yes. And not for nothing. Um, quick point here. If 2022 mm-hmm. collapses, maybe there's injuries, maybe it's poor play, maybe they're just just a, they need another year before they really emerge on the scene. Adam yeah. Frazier, even as a rental, going to get you something interesting at the deadline. So yep, there's literally too. no downside to having him either be the everyday second baseman or a utility guy. Prefer utility, yeah. but if he's the everyday guy, great. Yeah, Works Absolutely. just fine. Absolutely. And on that note, that's going to do it for our show today. Thank you so much for joining us here on Lockdown Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. That's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z. And Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. We greatly appreciate your support. 
Now, make your second listen of the day Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So have yourself a beautiful baseball day, and we'll see you on Wednesday. Peace.